Hi, I'm Natalie Vaughn. You're listening to It's All Light. Tune in to people sharing what they light up about and learn an uplifting takeaway. Hi guys, I'm Natalie Bond. You're listening to It's All Light. Today I'm excited. We have a new guest. Her name is McKenna Loveless. And she, are you from Idaho? I'm not. I'm actually from Missouri. She's from Missouri, but goes to school at BYU Idaho. And we met because she actually has her own podcast, Kenna's Corner. And I have been following along, listening to her podcast. And there's just so many fun things that I'm excited to dive into. So Kenna, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so you said it. I go to BYU-Idaho. I'm studying communication with an emphasis in video production and strategic organization, which is kind of like HR type stuff. Um, I love to dance. I know a little bit of clogging and country swing, so kind of random. Well, we're very similar. I studied communications and I love country dancing. No way. (laughs) Literally went dancing last night. My favorite thing. Um, but yeah, I, I know. And Idaho is so fun. Um, my boyfriend went to BYU Idaho, so, and a lot of good friends too, but, um, yeah, communications is great. You can do so much with that. I love that you're doing video too. That's so cool. You make the cutest reels and I hope everyone goes and looks at your Instagram, Kenna's Corner, because it's just so fun to see her use the content and helpful things about life. So what else? Tell us more about yourself. What else? I'm engaged, so planning a wedding right now, which is exciting. So and fun. <laughs> when when's your wedding? June second. June second. Oh, that's awesome. Okay, so we'll continue to get to know you, but we'll pause right here since you said that. Yeah. What do you feel like got you to this point <laughs> to get married? Like, okay, being engaged and stuff. Yeah. That is a really good question, actually, because I think I have grown so much to get to this point. Um. Just because, like, I don't know, I listen to, I'll just kind of overhear a little girl talk gossip, you know, mm-hmm. whether it's my roommates or just people on campus. And I'm like, man, I'm so glad that I am not in that stage of life. <laughs> and I think um, everyone just can't wait to get there in a way, you yeah, know? Yeah, but I think you do have to just live through the dating game, right? And it, it is kind of a game because you win and you lose. Mm-hmm. Um but I think what got me to this point is honestly working on myself, which is kind of cheesy. And I feel like a lot of people say that, but I had to figure out my own confidence first mm-hmm. to finally be okay letting someone in my life in a healthy way. Yeah. Because I was kind of a chaser and I would like, I just wanted boys to like me so badly, but they, I think, could sense that there was a lack of confidence in myself. Mm, and so yeah. it definitely probably affected the relationship because I was willing to pretty much do whatever it took to get them to like me. Be the cool and, girl. <laughs> yeah. Like, just, I don't know. And I, I would take on their hobbies and things like that. Mm. But once I finally realized that I can just be myself and someone will like me for that, yeah. then it changed everything and finally met someone that does like me for me. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And then what kind of led to that point where you realized you wanted to marry him? Um, the way he treated me, for sure. And um, I don't know if we talk about like religion on here, yeah. but oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely uh, his devotion to God as well, mm. that they were both there. Yeah. And, you know, the way he treated me definitely reflected his character. Mm, that's cool. And okay, he's different. <laughs> 
And how have you built your guys' relationship? Like, what are some fundamentals that you could share with people? Because I know a lot of a lot of people are exploring this and trying to get to the point where they can find someone to marry and get get married. So what, what would you have to say about that? Just talk to each other. I think that <laughs> too often people don't, like, I don't know, people, friends will come to me and they're like, okay, this is happening in my relationship. And I'm like, why are you telling me? You know, tell mm. him. <laughs> this isn't, this doesn't involve me. Yeah. Yeah. Between you and your significant other. So I think that's powerful advice. Yeah. <laughs> if you just talk to each other, it's the conversation is never as bad as you think it'll be. <laughs> So if you just bring it up and there's a right way to go about bringing up concerns and mm, totally needs, you can, <laughs> you just put it on yourself. Say, this is how I've been feeling. How can we fix it? Or I need help. Can you help me with these things? Right. Which big hint, this is going to be our main topic for today. And I'm so excited to learn from McKenna. But before we dive deeper into this, because I have so many questions. Yeah. Um, tell us more about what you light up about. So you mentioned just your major and like your, some of your hobbies, but I want to just dig a little deeper into what, what energy you're putting into it for your life. Yeah, I think there's a lot of things. I, I definitely go through these little phases of like, I'm really into something or I go through a life experience. And so that's kind of my passion for the moment. And I love mm -hmm. to like share that. Um, so it's definitely changed throughout my life, but something that's been consistent is like healthy communication kind of like we've mentioned mm -hmm. that there is right ways to go about communicating there's lots of right ways but there's many wrong ways that are common that people mm -hmm. do but also within a relationship I think that you can communicate in a healthy way within a relationship to keep it healthy and make it last mm. yeah well and um, my bishop said like marriage is just one big conversation one long conversation yeah. like your whole life and I'm like oh that's, yeah. that's kind of true I mean you'll have to talk about everything I mean you think about any of your best friends and I think one of the aspects of a best friendship is that you can talk about anything and for hours in addition yeah. to you can sit in silence for hours and nothing's weird about that like yeah and body language like so many forms of communication silence even you know like yeah. I don't know I've just with family members and with partnerships and dating and even in work how you communicate yeah. it's I mean my eye has been open this week in literally every area <laughs> with yeah. with someone I'm dating with my team leaders at work you know like this has been a very intense week and mm -hmm. I've I've been open to seeing my flaws in communication and I'm like yeah. oh great like what do I do from here and how do I not let this like burden me but yeah, yeah. so do you feel like you've always like loved communication like from a young age do you feel like you were pretty good at communicating or what kind of spurred this passion that's a good question can I tell a story actually please <laughs> so when I was in middle school I would say I haven't always liked communication. I think it's been really hard for me to confront people about issues. And it, it was just the end of the world. Um, <laughs> but I remember just probably a few occasions, but one in particular, I had this PE teacher that was just so mean. 
she was awful and everyone knew it. We and all had that PE teacher. <laughs> yes, it was horrible. And like as a little middle schooler that was just so insecure, like she did not help my self-esteem. But there was this program they would do called 100% Club. And if you turned in all of your homework, so 100% of your homework, you could go to this party at the end of the year. Mm. and for PE we didn't really have homework but you had to bring gym clothes that was like our grade Mm. and you'd get points off if you forgot your gym clothes so I always brought my gym clothes and if I forgot it I would call my mom and have her bring them to me before PE so that I would you know get 100% of my homework done (laughs) so I we had to get signatures from each teacher to prove that we did turn in all the homework and then we'd turn it into the office and then we'd get to go to this party. So I got all of my signatures from my teachers except for this PE teacher because she claimed that I did not bring my gym clothes every day. And I was like, I know that I did. Oh <laughs> and my gosh. About it, like, why didn't I just go up to her and say like, I'm confident that I brought my gym clothes every day. Can you help me understand why you feel like I didn't? Like, do you have a list or something, you know? Yeah. Like, communicated to her? No, I didn't And that's that. so scary, especially, like, middle school. You're just – so many things are so yes. scary. <laughs> and I just went home and cried about mm-hmm. it, you know? And it was, like, not even that big of a deal. It was like a little party that the school does. Uh, that's it awesome. ended up working out because instead of confronting her, I confronted her superior and went to the office. <laughs> so, like, I think Which in a way that felt safer, right? Yes, it felt safer. But I think I've gotten a lot better at communication. And even just today or last night. So my fiance, he works at Walmart right now. And there's been there was like a scheduling error. And it's happened a few times. So it was kind of frustrating. And so he was mad and like, I was mad because I've also worked for Walmart. So I'm like, no, that's not how it should be. So we like wrote out this thing that, that he could go talk to his team lead about. Mm-hmm. And it was funny because he like rehearsed it with me before he went to work. And um, yeah, it was just funny that when he said it, I'm like, man, spoken like a true communicator, you know, like, <laughs> really not a big deal but I think a lot of problems can be solved and you yeah if you just be straight up and communicate your feelings mm-hmm. yeah and it all worked out so we're good good yeah <laughs> I'm, I mean there's so many different forms of communication right I mean mm-hmm. from expressing ideas to questions to confrontation and I think like you you titled this like healthy communication mm-hmm. and I feel like that and maybe I'm wrong translates more into those hard conversations and how to make those healthy but I mm-hmm. think even in just like me and me and the boy were da- I'm dating <laughs> me and the boy yeah. were dating haha <laughs> no me and the boy <laughs> I'm dating <laughs> I had a conversation yesterday we were on a run and I just started bringing up all these things and and then I started like to have to check myself because I'm like why am I saying all this like so harshly you know and I'm like yeah. I need to be thinking more about like how he's feeling and how he's interpreting what I'm saying instead of just saying what I think I should say, you know, because my mind is super impulsive and I just want to say what I'm thinking. Yeah. But but it's the next level and that what I'm trying to learn is if I'm thinking about how they're taking what I'm saying, then it'll be communicated more effectively. Yeah. And I think I'm the opposite is I I don't say how I feel and I'm constantly having to 
force myself to be like, mm. yeah, just be open about how you're feeling, be more direct. So there's like such a balance. Mm. And sometimes I'm too direct, and I, yeah, I like I have to. Some people are never direct enough. It bites me back though. It's like I could have been so much more effective if I had just like paused and thought about what I said before I said it, and yeah. and yeah, just thinking about how they take things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. And I, I think especially men and women communicate differently and understanding mm-hmm. that and realizing that doesn't make it bad communication. It's just different than you. Yeah. So what else have you learned with healthy communication and like elements you would say that can help people learn how to communicate healthily? Well, going back to kind of the way I communicate that I'm a little more indirect, I'm a big people pleaser and this has been a struggle for my whole life, pretty much. Mm. Um, I never want to disappoint anyone. So I never want to confront or or be direct in how I feel. But I think it's really important to, like, your feelings are important. Mm-hmm. Yes, you want to be compassionate and loving and help other people feel happy. But if it's to your loss, then... People, ple- yeah. People right, pleasing, you know? yeah. Yeah, so it's important to express the way that you feel. And I think a, a big element that I've been trying to use, and we kind of mentioned it, but using I statements instead of you statements. And this goes with both when you are direct or if you're indirect. That I can say things like, I feel sad when you don't respond to my text. I don't know what the situation is. Mm-hmm. But focusing it on yourself is a really good way to communicate healthily, if that's the mm-hmm. word. <laughs> yeah. Um, because then when you go to someone and you're like, okay, you never respond to my texts and you do this and you do this, and always pointing it at the other person, they're mm-hmm. automatically going to put this wall up and just be defensive. Defensive. Yeah, yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. So it's important to use I statements mm-hmm. so that they see that you're coming at them with these um, feelings feelings and struggles because you feel sad or whatever the feeling is. Yeah. Not because they're a horrible person. <laughs> yeah. And I, th- I feel like at least I'm assuming everybody has been in a situation where someone's saying you did this or you did that. M- probably most likely with your siblings. I feel like yeah. that's the number one. <laughs> or sometimes parents, which is hard too, you know, and mm-hmm. when that is pointed out to you, right? But at the same time, like, as we learn and grow, it is helpful to get those hard things pointed out to us because we can be blinded by just how we do things and thinking we're right. And, and I, I mean, I think at least once a week I go through something like this and I'm like, oh yeah, crap. Like, okay, I'm glad I'm more aware of that now, even though it's hard to hear and, and yeah, those conversations are scary because you're like, crap, I've, I've made mistakes or I don't know what it is about like feeling that you are right or perfect like and then people pleasing goes along with that too you just kind of like you feel like it's problem solving when it's like not actually helping you yeah exactly (laughs) but I don't know what do you think helps you when you're in a scenario and you want to use you statements what helps you like get get back to okay wait how can I make this healthy yeah that's A good question. I think with my fiance, if we ever kind of have a disagreement or an argument, sometimes I've said like, 
I'm not in the right frame of mind to have this conversation right now. Like, I know that I'm feeling really grumpy, whether it's because I'm hungry or tired. Um, usually tired. I get a little cranky. <laughs> so I'll say, how about, how about we just go to sleep and we'll talk about this tomorrow? Or mm-hmm. how about we eat first and then we can talk? Yes. Because <laughs> I need to cool down first. Because mm-hmm. I know the things I say are going to be like blown out of proportion unless I can calm down so I think it's totally fine to give yourself a second before Mm -hmm. you jump right into it yeah and that that is something I've tried to work on too and my dad he jokes and says like people say don't go to bed angry you know in a marriage Mm -hmm. but he's like go to bed angry you'll wake up and forget why you were even angry you know like Mm -hmm. there's power in both of them you know like sometimes even if you just like roll over and and go to sleep on the other side like Things will be better in the morning (laughs) and they usually are and so many little things affect us and that's part of life it's learning how to deal with those I mean I think as as a girl too it's easy to be like oh yeah I was crazy because of my hormones like it was that time of the month or and and my mom's like that's never gonna go away she's like Mm -hmm. you just need to learn to deal with it and make make it work for you you know like stop blaming that because you still have control over how you think and feel and react and mm-hmm. communicate. Yeah. But I'm I'm still always reassured when I've like had a crazy week and then I like, like realize oh. where I'm at. Then I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. It all makes yeah. sense now. You know, like yeah. <laughs> as as expecting as it is every month, it's still so unexpected. And I'm like, why am I feeling all this? Why am I crying every minute? <laughs> like literally yeah. every month. <laughs> and I'm still not used to it. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I think taking that into consideration and then like those other elements, like you said, sleeping and eating and breathing and our world is so much more full of anxiety, which is so hard. But it's just like, I think our world has always been full of anxiety. Now people are actually talking about it. So it seems like there's more of it. Mm -hmm. But now like we're starting to dive in how we can overcome it and deal with it and live with it because sometimes it won't go away. But Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think hard conversations bring a lot of anxiety depending who and what you're talking about. But I don't know. What do you feel like going into a a hard conversation? Do you feel like you focus on like, okay, what's the end goal or the outcome? Or is it more the journey of the conversation? What what do you feel about that? Hmm. It might depend on the conversation, but I think ultimately I want – a problem to be solved by the Mm. end so I do kind of keep that in mind but maybe I don't know how to get there Mm. so it is kind of like just the journey of the conversation and it is really cool how sometimes you're having that conversation I usually just think about conversations I've had with my fiance when it's I don't know sometimes if it's not someone close to me I'm like it's not even really worth it to have a conversation but when I am (laughs) like okay yes I I'm going to be with him for eternity, so we can figure this out. Um, <laughs> I think it's really cool because we do figure things out as the conversation goes. Mm-hmm. And it's just like each of us expressing our side, expressing our feelings, and then figuring it out together. It is nice mm-hmm. when both people want the end goal to be a solution. Right, right. Well, or can get there. Or even starting the conversation with that, be like, okay, like, why, like, why do we need to talk about this? Why are mm-hmm. we talking about this? And, and then what, 
the therefore what, you know, what does this mean for us? You know, the conversation I had yesterday is, is just kind of like how we live our lives and how we've been raised and what that looks like. And, and okay, is that what I want? And how, like, even if it's different than what I expect or what I, I have expected, it might not affect my future as much as I think it is, you know, and and that's something I'm going through right now too, is like, what are my expectations and how do I communicate those? But also sometimes in those conversations, my expectations can shift and I can realize, oh, it's not what it, what I thought it would look like and it's different, Mm -hmm. but that doesn't change the ultimate goal. Yeah. Mm. Definitely. Do you feel like, like your communication with your family has like your siblings or your parents has been pretty healthy and then that's been able to transfer to your romantic relationship? I think maybe a mission helped Mm. me get better at communicating Mm. and then also studying communication. (laughs) Right. So I think even within my family, I struggled with either people pleasing or just not being direct about how I feel. Mm -hmm. Um, But there have been times, like I remember I have a younger sister and she's 18 right now, but when I was about 17, 18, um, I remember having a conversation with my mom, a little bit frustrated with her and my sister just watched and, you know, I'm in tears, like talking to my mom, trying to confront her about something. And then I'm like, sorry, Jenna, that you have to sit through this. She's like, no, I'm actually learning. <laughs> she, she loved being able to see how me and my mom worked out a conflict. Mm-hmm. And I think that my communication's got gotten better and same with everyone in my family just as the years go by we mm-hmm. want things to be peaceful in our home so we yeah. work things out mm-hmm. and it's been good it's not always easy but it's important to work those things out yeah I can relate I I've watched my sister talk to my mom about things and I'm sure my little sister has watched me and mm-hmm. and there have definitely been hard things that I mean now some are somewhat taboo and like we just know talking about it isn't isn't fun or great and and sometimes it's like even with therapy it's like okay do I need to bring this back up with my family you know or do I just just let it go in the past and and it's a it's a hard balance because some things you need to go into in the past just to clear it up and move forward yeah stronger but I, I feel like at the same time some things are like okay, that doesn't matter now, like, leave it there, move on, you know, and, and it's been interesting, I've had to have hard conversations, and I had different coaches and stuff that I, like, a hard conversation with my sister, I would, like, be like, um, okay, let's just talk soon, and then I would call my coach, and she would, like, walk me through my thought process, and, like, Mm -hmm. oh, this is probably how your sister's feeling, I'm, like, oh, I didn't even think about that, you know, and and then I would call my sister back, she's, like, you just talked to your coach, and I'm, like, yeah, like, (laughs) and then our conversation was so much better, and Mm -hmm. in, in the end, these hard conversations can bring you closer. Yeah. Yeah, it's so true. I think there's there's something about your relationship, whether it's with family or a friend or a significant other, that after you get through that hard conversation, you really are closer. And more yeah, true. yeah. I mean, I've had conversations that you feel like you're about to break up, but then <laughs> yeah. like the next day you're like closer than ever and you're like, that's mm-hmm. that's a little ironic, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> but it's because you're just being open and honest, right? And that vulnerability draws connection and Brene Brown talks all about that but okay I have another question for you unless you have any other thoughts no okay so this is like kind of a a whole nother branch of communication but for me I like value 
like being intellectually stimulated and having deep conversations mm-hmm. and and the conversations a form of communicating but I want to ask you in your relationship like has it been always natural to just talk about anything and everything and and how have you built that in your relationship oh good one um my fiance is actually an introvert Mm. and I'm an extrovert um I'm kind of like both but I think I lean more towards extrovert yeah and so in the beginning actually that was a little bit of a concern for us because I would just want to talk and talk or go out and do these fun things and sometimes he just needs alone time Mm. and I'm like, what? How could you need alone time? Like, I could spend every single second with you and be completely fine. (laughs) And he's like, well, you know, I can be more energetic with you if I can have some time to also decompress and process my feelings and different things like that. So we definitely had to work on balancing each other's Mm -hmm. needs as far as how we communicate goes. Um, and so sometimes I'm like, yeah, I do want to have this really deep conversation, but maybe he just got home from work and he's exhausted or he mm-hmm. just did like four hours of homework and he's exhausted. And so, although he wants to have this conversation with me mm-hmm. and fill my needs, he's just not there, you know, he's not yeah. mentally there. So it's important to respect each other's needs so he'll get his alone time or whatever and kind mm-hmm. of decompress and then he's ready to have these conversations and mm-hmm. we we are very different still but I think that we still can support each other in the types of conversations and stimulate each other in in the conversations right and I think as you were saying that I could just by your body language and your mannerisms I could tell that like you can still get your outlets and be you and mm-hmm. like tell someone about your day and if it's like if it's not that time for him like if he's tired from work like mm-hmm. you can still do that maybe the next day but like you could still have your outlet and call a friend yeah. like we have so yeah. much so many friends and support systems that can fill different needs obviously in a relationship and in a marriage like you and your significant other will like fulfill each other's needs but like it's not end all be all that they have to do it all you know like you can reach yeah. out to a friend who loves to listen and any time of the day and tell them about your day or like go out with your girlfriends you know like go out with friends Mm -hmm. if and that's I think people can understand that that's okay like to I don't know from yeah sorry I'm like rambling a little bit but there's just certain areas in your life that you don't necessarily need to rely like the codependency right but also Mm -hmm. just knowing what their needs are too like you can give him that time and then he also knows that that you want to share things or whatever and he can do that for you too so it's it's communicating that though right I think that's the key yeah we've had to talk about that specifically and that's totally fine talk about whatever you need to you know Mm -hmm. with some couples maybe it comes naturally and I I see on social media a lot and feel the slight pressure that oh my some boyfriends are really good at posting about the girls too (laughs) yeah yeah which is so funny but yeah girl talk yeah some guys are great at that (laughs) yeah and like my fiance would prefer that we not have girl talk because you just can't relate you know so Mm -hmm. like that makes sense because you're not a girl so let me follow someone else right does care about this well and even if a guy's good at girl talk like that still it can be a manly thing Mm -hmm. yeah um I was looking at your one of your latest podcast episodes and it was 
McKenna's mini and you said that your fiance and you'd communicate a little bit differently and is that kind of what you were just sharing with us or what could you tell us more about that yeah in that episode I shared a story um so there's one day we kind of talked about it but we can support it with the story so we were on the elevator from his apartment and you know, like there's just the unwritten rule, unspoken rule that whoever's in the elevator gets off first before anyone enters the elevator. Right? <laughs> so, we, I can't remember where we were going now, maybe hot tubbing or something, but he forgot his towel. So he had already like gone all the way down to the first floor. He forgot his towel. He had to go back up to the fourth <laughs> floor so he could go get the towel. And so he's already like a little bit flustered and annoyed that we had to go all the way back. And we were going back down the elevator and people were trying to get on before we got off. And he said something like in passing to that group of people that embarrassed me a little bit. I'm like, why would you say that? (laughs) (laughs) Saying like, we're supposed to get off first, you know? (laughs) So I said something to him, like, I think there's a better way for you to communicate that. Because, you know, I'm Mm. this communication major. I know the perfect way to communicate (laughs) And so we kind of got in this little disagreement and um, we ended up talking like I didn't need to say there was a better way for you to do that. You know, I didn't need to get involved. Mm. It was just in passing a comment. He was already kind of grumpy. And yeah. I could have just waited a little bit when he cooled down and then we could have had a conversation if mm-hmm. I really felt like it was, was yeah. a recurring problem. <laughs> It was just kind of an in-the-moment thing. Yeah, yeah. And most so, most communication like this is in the moment, you know? Like, yeah. that's just something we have to learn how to, to handle and deal with. Yeah. Okay, keep going. And, yeah, so we, we had a conversation. I, I explained what I would have done. Not that it's the right way, but because I'm so mm-hmm. indirect, I probably would have done, like, a dramatic body language. Like, they're trying to get on the elevator, and I would look so super surprised and, like, jump back a little bit like oh my gosh communicating why would you get on the elevator you know so indirect you probably wouldn't have even realized that that's what what you were trying to do yes and then his was very direct maybe too direct so Mm. there's just there's different ways to communicate they're not necessarily right or wrong yeah but I think showing kindness which can be difficult whenever you are hungry or frustrated you know like we Mm -hmm. talked about um, but yeah, a lot of things are just in the moment and you can just brush it off too. Yeah. It's interesting. I, you said frustration that just kind of spurred in me. Like there's so many times where like you're in a conversation and one thing that could be said could flip a switch. And for me, sometimes I just like get quiet and I'm not normally a quiet person. Mm-hmm. So like even in high school, like I remember skiing with my guy friends and I don't even remember what was said, but I just remember sitting there on the ski lift, just absolutely silent. And then my, my friends were like, okay, Natalie's not talking. Like what's wrong? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Or like, what did we do? And I was like, that's so funny that they immediately knew because I wasn't talking that something was wrong, you know, or like different arguments. Like one thing could be said and that flips the whole course. And I just sit there like, like really feeling like I don't have anything to say mm-hmm. and but I'm so lucky like my brain just because it moves so fast I, I usually don't hold grudges and I can go over it after a period of time yeah. <laughs> and so then like 10 minutes later I'm like happy-go-lucky again you know <laughs> yeah but I think sometimes it's just like processing those things and then something I've learned with communication is 
just asking someone what do they mean you know because everyone has their different perceptions on what they place on everything that means something you know so saying one thing I mean like your body language you you think that means something but like who knows how other people can interpret that because everyone has their own perceptions on what anything in life means right so then if someone says something just be like oh like what do you mean by that like if someone tells me I can't even think of an example on the spot but just any comment like oh you should do something differently or or oh like oh do you want to do this differently like oh what do you mean by that like where are they coming from you know because we all think certain things are right because of how we were raised and doing things a certain way are right and if you express that to someone it could come across of like what why would I do that or why do I need to think about that because they don't know what you're meaning and so just asking what people mean yeah Um, communication is fun there's so much (laughs) yeah and it made me think of like I hear friends or roommates they're like oh he texted me this Mm. he must mean this I'm Mm. like you know you can't tell through text and even texting too as a form of communication my producer as as I was telling him what we're going to talk about today it was like I was like yeah we're going to talk about communication and healthy forms and he goes oh like between snapchat and texting or dming I'm like right (laughs) and and he was kidding but like there's so many forms of communication Mm -hmm. and I think everyone can agree that like face-to-face communicating is like the best thing you can do and the second best facetime right (laughs) you know like because then you can read into emotions and Mm -hmm. I think for me the biggest thing I need to remember in hard conversations is am I wrong like is what I'm thinking and my agenda wrong you know like yeah. I think so easily we just believe things so much that we think it's right right when mm-hmm. in reality it can be right in so many different ways if we just open our mind to it yeah definitely I like how you said asking yourself to like what do they mean and then also asking yourself am I wrong like it's good to have these positive conversations within yourself mm-hmm. because that helps conversations go much better too yeah thank you so wrapping up what do you feel like is maybe one or two of your uplifting takeaways like why should others care about this what's I mean people hopefully people listening to this episode have kind of pulled something out but what would you say is like two of your most important things from this topic I think yeah the two things would be Healthy communication, make sure that your needs are met. And healthy communication, make sure that other people's needs are met. Mm. Do you think those have to go in your needs first, then their needs? Or do you think you can discover your needs through serving their needs? Ooh, it might just depend on the situation. Mm -hmm. But it's probably a good practice to make sure that you're in a good spot. Right. They're met before Mm -hmm. you can help someone else. Um, But you might be in a pretty good spot and then be helping someone else's needs and in the process discovering more about you too yeah this week I learned kind of that hard lesson at work um meeting with my team leaders they were talking about different things of what's working what's not working and then just like encouraging me to to continue to deep dive into my personal development to know Mm -hmm. what I'm good at to know where I can be helpful because sometimes Mm -hmm. like through college and things I'm like yeah I'm good at this I'm good at this but then like actually put in it maybe I'm not so good at that and they're yeah. they're seeing that and so they're like okay let's let's have you figure it out so what what's the work I need to put in for myself to know what I'm good at because then I'll be able to be helpful and communicate yeah. that to others in a helpful way like 
I'm like, how have I not learned this yet? You know, like in this work meeting, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I can't believe I made all those mistakes not thinking about how I was communicating as well as like, like knowing about myself and what I'm good at, you know? Mm-hmm. So I love that you said that. Okay, and what would you say the second thing is? Oh, or was, oh, just the, the needs <laughs> yeah. of others? Okay, you're, that that was one. Another. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love that. Focusing on the needs of others. I think that's probably my takeaway. It's like, like I need to develop myself, but also like, I think a rule, even as I'm developing myself, is just asking, okay, what what's this other person feeling and thinking from what I'm saying? Yeah. Because, I don't know, just focusing on others makes life so much better. Yeah, and I think in a relationship, it's important to regularly ask how you can be better or mm. what are your needs and how can I better meet them, you know? Pump inventory, right? Yeah, pump inventory. <laughs> we actually do that, like, every other week. I love that. I've heard of a lot of couples doing that. That's been something yeah. on my list that I, I'm glad we've talked about because I'm like, oh, yeah, I do want to do that. And yeah. my my coworker even sent me, like, a list of 80 questions that he kind of started, like, from, like, his church leaders. They gave him mm-hmm. some, then he added some, then his siblings and sisters they've added questions and then he sent them to me and I'm like reviewing them I'm like oh, these are awesome and then my other oh. friend from like a first date we went on like years and years ago he like printed off these two pieces of papers with these questions and like we switched and had to answer them as if we were the other person or like see if we knew them this was oh, a first yeah. date which was a little hard because I'm like I don't know this guy at all <laughs> you know which was still kind of fun because you could just like what's your impression of them you know but now I, I asked him to send me that document so I can go through it with the person I'm dating and I just think like that's like you can have a thousand conversations and so many topics mm-hmm. even in Parks and Rec I, I've been watching it again <laughs> yeah. and it's when Ann Perkins is helping Leslie Nope like overcome her fear of her first date and oh she God. has these note know. cards <laughs> Of like these are the topics I thought of like if we need something to talk about and it was like, like electricity so roller coaster like just so funny and then they were blank she's like that's all I could think about you know like <laughs> conversations can really be anything and I think for me I've been focusing on like oh who can I talk to naturally for hours and do I have that aspect mm-hmm. in my relationships and and what does that look like and the more I like dive into what that means the more I've been able to develop it and like mm-hmm. communication and those deep conversations can be developed even if that's not like initially someone's innate response right mm-hmm. anyway sorry I just shared a bunch of thoughts do you have any last words or like other things you've been thinking as I talked um I don't know I do I do love Parks and Rec and the <laughs> office and all that because I think they actually teach about communication in a funny way oh totally <laughs> because they're like so bad at it mm-hmm. and I've been watching The Office I love The, the Office through. and if you know like the later seasons when what's his name Robert California I think is the CEO and he's just so bad at communicating mm-hmm. and he like he can't fire people when they deserve to be he just like goes around it <laughs> always finds a way around having a, a conversation that needs to happen um, but I think it's funny because it teaches us that, yes, that's how we all feel. None of us want to have difficult conversations, mm-hmm, totally. but they're so necessary and things would be a lot easier if we just did. <laughs> right. And connections built when you do have those hard conversations. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, thank you. I feel like I learned so much today. It was so I fun know. to get to know you. Everyone check out Kenna's Corner, fun little podcast. And 
I just kind of want to end. What spurred you to start your podcast? And we'll oh, end yeah. there. Yeah. Um, I thought that I was a dating expert. And so I was going to write a book for guys about how Ooh. to win a girl's heart. That was my original plan. Then I realized that there really isn't a set way <laughs> to do that. <laughs> Wait, I'm curious. I think you should still. <laughs> I, I'd read it. <laughs> should I still do it? Um, yeah, I'll try to figure out some some steps. That's but... awesome. Yeah, then I'm like, okay, maybe not a book. And I felt like guys wouldn't really buy a, a dating book. So I'm like, <laughs> well, maybe I can open it up a little bit and make it just a podcast. And mm. just I was meeting lots of people being at, in college with cool stories, like someone with Tourette syndrome or mm. someone that's a up and coming country singer or author, you know, so I, was, yeah. I started out just interviewing people with cool stories. And then People really liked the dating episodes that I did. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I can relate. So, That's what yeah. people need right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it kind of evolved to that. But now I'm kind of out of the dating life. So I've been trying to find kind of a new direction. Your, I always your niche, said, yeah. Yeah. I always said my podcast would evolve as I evolve. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it's true. I think. It I think mine is too, as as I'm learning more about like, what does passion mean? And like, mm-hmm. what do you light up about and how and why? Like, there's so much to dive into. But I think we need a follow up episode on how to win a girl's heart, because that yeah. is so awesome. I love that. I love that you've explored that. And I mean, you're engaged. I feel like anyone who feels like an expert in dating who's made it like they do yeah. have some valid things to share because I mean, relationships take work and like figuring out that and and for yourself, I mean, every story is different. So, but it's always, I feel like it's always good to hear and learn and from yeah. others. So thank you. And thank you. we'll, we'll have to have you on again soon. Okay. Yes. Bye everyone. Have a great day. See ya.